Happy Monday, students. It's another week and another episode of Answers to Gospel Questions. I'm Brother Lawson. I'm here with you with, with Brother Wing. It's December 6th. Brother Wing, how are you sleeping at night? Oh, man. Just when I am asleep, I sleep soundly. You know, so it's, it's good, deep sleep. I have crazy dreams, everything like that. But I only have crazy dreams when I eat at Taco Bell the night before. Like, seriously, if you just have a bean burrito right before you go to bed, you'll have fantastic dreams. Just amazing dreams. I love bean burritos. <laughs> we, should, we should have podcasts about bean burritos because I could talk about them all day. Excellent. Well, this week, we're not going to talk about uh, food from Taco Bell or any fast food. Uh, although Five Guys is the best hamburgers, and I will, I'll fight people about that. But um, we're actually going to talk about grace all this week. Grace, not the, not a person, but the, the doctrine of grace. Today, specifically, we're going to be talking about are we saved by grace alone? Question marks. And I think this goes, I think this goes really well after our discussion from last week about about covenants. Now, there's a lot of contention that sometimes exists around this this topic of grace. Like, are we saved by grace? Are we saved by works? And and you sometimes hear people say things about members of our church that um, that we're not true Christians because we we believe we have to work our way into heaven and all and all these things. I think that that what we talked about with covenants last week that if everybody if there is an understanding uh, of the purpose of covenants, that would I think that would constitute an answer to many of these these debates. I think it. I think it. For for example, it, it there's this um, this this contention between grace and works. If it's understood that the the the, the Lord's people have always been a covenant people, and then we'd all recognize that it's it's only in and through the atonement and, and the sacrifice of Jesus Christ that He extends to us all the promises of and blessings of 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 eternal life and uh we have to manifest our desire to accept those divine uh that divine grace by entering into those covenants and so so uh i think that there's a good tie-in and a good a good segue here that the the covenants that jesus christ has extended to us is evidence that we are saved by grace so brother wing teach us a little bit about uh, how you would answer that question. Are we saved by grace alone? Yeah. So I'm going to quote the scripture, Ephesians 2, 8, you know, 9, for by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. So uh, and the Book of Mormon, we're going to quote a bunch of references from the Book of Mormon, but it's very clear that the doctrine of the church is absolutely we are we don't work our way to heaven, that we rely uh, alone upon the merits of Jesus Christ uh, to save us. And so that should probably be stated uh, up front. And then once you start to now ask the question, are we saved by grace alone? I think it's probably pretty important to define what we mean by saved and grace and alone, <laughs> because now we might be asking different questions or think it trying to consider answers to different questions when we say that, because uh, saved, for example, is it immortality? Is it an afterlife with Jesus or is it exaltation? Like, what are we meaning by that uh, saved? 
Um, we can talk about physical uh, death and spiritual death and being saved from those two things as well. So we got to kind of define that because a lot of times we're talking about different things. Grace would be like, is that God's power? Is it divine favor? Um, those would you know, kind of be some questions to define what that is. And then alone, this is the real tricky one to me in trying to answer this question. Does alone mean that there are no works involved at all? Does it mean total dependence on Christ's merits? Does it mean that he decides uh, and that we have no agency in the matter at all? Does it mean that there are no scriptures or no ordinances or no miracles? Like, what does it actually mean when you say that we're saved by grace alone? And so that can be, depending on who's asking the question, they might mean something different by, by that word alone. And so we're, I, I think it's kind of fun to kind of piece this together. It might start to get a little too technical um, when we're thinking about this. But um, I think when we go to the scriptures now, we can start to kind of find uh, some answers uh, that that clarify at least clarify clarify what the doctrinal beliefs are of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, um, and the Book of Mormon is one of the best places to go uh, for that one. So I would say, like one of the best places is Second Nephi twenty five, and I think we'll talk about this more on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, but Second Nephi twenty five. Uh, is a great chapter to look at to talk about grace and our reliance um, upon uh, Jesus. Uh, the fact is, particularly the second half of the chapter is all about um, his grace. And, you know, verse 26, you know, we talk of Christ, we rejoice in Christ, we preach of Christ, and we prophesy of Christ, and we write according to our prophecies that our children may know to what source they may look for remission of their sins. Um, this would be a long podcast if we kind of hit all of the references in the Book of Mormon that talk about our reliance upon uh, Jesus Christ uh, for salvation. But I do want to highlight one interesting point. Um, I did a little study on the word alone, and I know that it depends on what translation you're using of the Bible. But alone really isn't in, in connection with uh, saved by grace alone. Like it's not really mentioned ever. Uh What's what's associated is faith alone. And the point is in James chapter two, that faith alone is dead. And so it's kind of been a bad thing. Um, but interestingly enough, the best on this topic, the best verse that uses the word alone uh, is in the Book of Mormon. Um, it's great. In fact, it's in Moroni chapter six. And uh, here uh, it says that we, we rely, we're relying alone upon the merits of Christ, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. So, so I just, the, probably just to start us off here, that was kind of long, but we definitely believe that we are only saved by Christ and we are uh, completely dependent or alone, like we're dependent on his merits to save us. So we don't believe that we work our way to heaven but we will find, as we'll discuss here, that works, there are lots of works along the way to heaven as we receive his grace to save us. You know, maybe, maybe Brother Wing, I don't know if this is culturally, maybe it is me, but sometimes when we speak of the atoning sacrifice of Jesus Christ, it seems like we always equate that to 
to repentance, which is which we should always equate that to equate that to repentance. But the reality is that because of the atonement of Jesus Christ, all principles of the gospel become here's a word for you efficacious, right, or effective, right? Uh, Moses, I mean, if grace is a thing, if grace is a doctrine and eternal truth, then then Adam would understand that he was supposed to be saved by grace alone as well. And he, and I think we have scriptural evidence that Adam was taught that. If you if you look at Moses chapter 5, for example, Moses 5, Adam's offering sacrifices, and he doesn't know why, right? So <laughs> Moses chapter 5, he's just, he's, he's doing the stuff that he's commanded to. He doesn't understand exactly why he's doing all these things. But verse 6 says, after many days... So Adam's doing this for a while. After many days, an angel of the Lord appears unto Adam and says, why does thou offer sacrifices unto the Lord? And Adam said unto him, I know not, save the Lord commanded me. And then the angel spake, saying, this thing, he said, Adam, let me tell you why you're doing this. This is going to help you out. He says, this thing is a similitude of the sacrifice of the only begotten of the Father, which is full of grace and truth. And then verse eight, I think is the key here. Listen carefully to what the angel uh, told Adam here. And I think it will help maybe unlock some understanding of this question of, are we saved by grace alone? He says, wherefore thou shalt do all thou doest in the name of the son. And thou shalt repent and call upon the, on God, the name of the son uh, in the name of the son forevermore. Everything that Adam is able to do, uh, and all that Adam will do in life, from the from the air he breathes to the steps he takes, all are dependent upon the grace uh, of Jesus Christ. And so Adam, that was one of the very first things that Adam learned uh, after he left the garden was, was that he was going to be saved by grace. And that all that he was going to do, everything they did was because of the covenants that he made, the choices, the the air they breathed was all because of the, the grace of, of Jesus Christ. Yeah, I like that. And I and um, the scriptures seem to harmonize with this idea. You know, King Benjamin talks about that. In fact, speaking of the air that we breathe, you know, that he says he lends us breath from moment to moment. We have we have nothing without God and Christ and his atonement. Um, you know, yesterday, President Irene quoted Moroni chapter 7, verse 19 to 25, and that we don't have faith. Like, it's an interesting thing that without God's word, we don't have faith. And so that's an interesting passage to go look at. Like, once, once the Lord speaks, then, you know, it goes with like Romans 10, 17 as well. Like, we, then we can, uh, it's like spiritual photosynthesis, you know, like mm -hmm. he gets the, the light comes in, his word comes in, and then it, the byproduct is faith. And then we can act on that faith and do something. But we don't, even, we don't even have faith without him. We don't have breath without him. Everything that we're given is from him. And so therefore, in that sense, even when we take something that he's given us and we, we make a choice by our agency about what to do with that thing, it still, it might result in more grace and more power but still the original power was used that came from him in the first place. And so in that sense, it's a different way than how some Protestants might use that in an attack against us to say yeah. like, you know, you're not, you're not saved by works. Like, so baptism is unnecessary. They might try to make that argument, you know? Um, so it's a different sense than what they're saying it, but 
in, in this sense that everything comes from him originally, the creation of the world, everything. So we are saved by grace alone because all of the power is coming from him. Man, I think, I think it's just important to recognize that that grace, that the grace that comes from our Heavenly Father is not static, meaning that he can extend more grace to us. And I think we'll get into that maybe a little bit more in our, our next podcast. But uh, when, when people kind of beat on you for things like, you know, temple covenants and baptism and, and how, you know, there's no need for any of that or, or revelation outside of the scriptures, all they're doing is rejecting more grace that's being offered to them. When, when covenants and ordinances and revelation are presented from Heavenly Father, that is evidence of, of more grace uh, that he extends. And I think we'll get into that a little bit more on, on our Wednesday podcast. But we're, we're glad that you're with us. We hope that you're enjoying these podcasts. Remember, submit questions that you have, and, uh, and we love your guts, everybody. Stay righteous.